Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, Game Master. This week we continue our off-season game of Icker and Breath using the Genesis system. Short of that, there's not really a lot to say, so let's get right into this. In the city of Eo, Cleo, Local 137, and Philly had been contracted by Ka Technologics to locate and secure a shipment of precious metals that had gone mysteriously missing on their way back to Ka Technologics headquarters. As this investigation led the crew to the restaurant Talim's Buckwheat and Barley Bonanza, what leads would they uncover? What mysteries would remain unanswered? How deep into the shit were they about to get? We smash cut to a large neon sign of a man wearing the clothes of a chef holding in his arms a large bundle of noodles, leaning over and dropping them into a pot. It is one of those neon signs that has a sequence of a couple different lights. So you see this person take this big old handful of barley, lean down, and drop it into the pot. Every time it drops into the pot, there's a very loud piece of audio that plays along with it that says, Welcome to Talim's Buckwheat and Barley Bonanza! And the name of the restaurant, Talim's Buckwheat and Barley Bonanza, is written below this neon sign. The rain continues to pour down. The neon is reflected in the mist of the rains. The restaurant itself, you can tell as you are parking outside, is very much a hole in the wall. It's a small place with a surprisingly ostentatious presentation. Clearly, whoever owns this place cares more about flair than they care about responsible business practices. As Cleo powers down the car, what do you do? Can we do like an perception check or something like notice small things like maybe like tire tracks? Yeah. So I'm going to call for a perception roll here. You are looking for any signs of movement. So you're looking to see maybe if the truck was here and if it left, Mm -hmm. deducing that kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be a difficulty three roll. Well, let's see what happens. So I have three failures and one advantage. Things are slick and wet, and the rain is coming down pretty hard, so you can't get a good read on traffic in and out of here. It's just too much. Also, I believe that we've established that the cars here don't have tires, so there's not going to be actual oh, tire right. tracks. I totally said that myself. There's also no mm. residue or any sort of um, thaumaturgical leavings or anything. So kind of bupkis there. But you do see there's an M guy who opens the door to the diner and looks out, seeing there's a crowd of folks gathering in the rain outside the restaurant who shouts off in the direction of everyone. You all okay out there? You want to come in? It's dry. Oh, thank you. We were just soaking up the water. Welcome to Talim's Buckwheat and Barley Bonanza. And under their (laughs) breath, Philly kind of sighs. I hate that sound. This is why I'm glad I don't normally have to eat. Y'all got any food? And um, Cleo is like happy because, you know, food and she can eat while she investigates at the same time. Perfect, perfect. The lot of you are ushered inside. The restaurant itself is rather dimly lit. It has a brownish, orangish glow. You can see in the back, there is a clear line to the chefs working in the back. There are several metal plates on which they are preparing food, but actually most of the stuff here is prepared traditionally on stone cooking surfaces held over a large open fire. And some of that heat radiates out into the general dining area. All of the employees are dressed in the same way as the man in the sign. Not only as though they were a chef, but also in a particular style. And that is the style commonly found in the city of Ostal. There are a lot of sharp angles to their clothes and very, very flowing lines. They are all wearing traditional Ostali hats, which are these sort of smoothly fitting black caps that raise a number of inches above the head in an almost conical shape before the cone is cut off at an angle. So it is slightly steep and then flattens out, almost like a narrow mesa on their head. kind of like in 
Spy Kids 2, when all those guys are in the dining area and they they, they steal the transfluger device or whatever, and then they become magnets on top because they have the magnets <laughs> on top of their head. My Spy Kids 2 lore is weak, <laughs> I'm afraid. It was great. Well, that's like, what I'm imagining. I was like... I, I picture that Chanel knows exactly what she's talking about and that the rest of us do not. <laughs> so, <Nice>. yes. <laughs> and they're very nice. <laughs> yes, and I like it. So this server brings you down to your seat and pulls from the pocket of his apron several small metal planchettes like the kind you were given by Iomuo. And as he tosses them down to each of you, it drops and projects the menu of the restaurant. So let me know if there's anything I can get you started with. Are y'all new to the area? You're around here often or what's going on? Uh, yeah. I mean, we're new to the area and Cleo is putting on airs. She doesn't want to like, first off, come off like she means business until she does. So right now she's putting on airs. Mm-hmm. So she fits in more and... As it did not work the first time around, she is going to go the nice route and save the threats to a last resort. Oh, yeah. Do you guys have any some of that nice uh, barbecue food from, you know, any old style, old style type barbecue food? Cleo, I am confused. Why are you talking like that? Don't blow my cover. Ostali barbecue. <laughs> It's been a while since I heard anyone request that. Does that mean you're looking to order off the special menu? Oh, perhaps if I could see it first. I think he was saying you triggered the code word. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) I don't want to order anything. I don't know where it's been. But yeah, that's indeed what I would like. Well, if you're ordering off the special menu, I'm afraid you're going to need to know your order ahead of time. Oh, Okay, I think I know my order. I just need a minute to go to the restroom, and I'll be back. All right, anything I could get either of you two? Billy is going to look the uh, M-Guy server in the eye and say, I am looking for a driver. Is that so? Yes. Would you care to elaborate? This is a restaurant. (laughs) Were you hoping to have food delivered? I am certainly... Hoping to have the driver deliver something special, if you know what I mean. I think that we might have gotten all off on the wrong foot here. This is a restaurant. We serve primarily barley and buckwheat-themed foods. I'll have one of those. I would urge you to peruse the menu. May I just have a barley tea, then? I feel we are getting nowhere, but Thorn is hungry. Do y'all have any fried buckwheat or fried barley? Or perhaps fried buckwheat and barley? I hear that here you can get fried buckwheat covered in fried barley. How about deep-fried stuffed buckwheat or barley? You can see that the server takes in a deep breath Off and the says, special menu, that is. Again, I will urge that you peruse the menu. You will find there that all of your questions have answers. Could Except for questions involving drivers, which, in a general sense, I'm afraid I cannot answer. I'll be back shortly. Thank you. Local's gonna <laughs> stand up and look around. I'm going to see if there is the person we are looking for. Well, I'm just gonna look through the menu. Also, I'd appreciate it if y'all didn't just try to sabotage my covert up. I understand I'm doing something new, but <laughs> I had just assumed y'all would be on my page of the same. But you didn't tell us you were going to be doing a weird In a mission, sometimes you just have to be equipped to improvise. I understand. Thank you, Kale. Y'all stay here. <laughs> I thought y'all you were gonna say y'all stink. I wouldn't know. We'll all stay here. You all go. Well, you didn't there. start off talking like that. You just can't pick it up. You already talked to the waiter. I don't understand how this works. It's okay. Just leave it to the professionals. 
Are they going to bring back the tea for Thorn or not? I don't know. It says on here I really could get fried stuffed barley and buckwheat, so I'm just going to go ahead and stick with that. I'm sure it will be a bonanza. Cal gets up and begins walking back through the restaurant, trying to see if he can pick up where this driver might be if anyone looks like our man. I'm going to call for a second perception roll, and this time it is going to be difficulty two because it is not blindingly rainy out. All right, so one success and one advantage. So, surveying the restaurant, there's not that many people in here right now. Mostly the restaurant is booths, but there are a number of tables in the middle. Back at one of the booths, there is a single person, a Davi, but they are sitting at what looks to be a table that is more or less full of plates, as though a larger number of people had eaten there before. And there is one of the workers from the restaurant, a human, leaning over and whispering something to them before he writes his posture, leans back, stretching a little bit, and turns away. The dove sitting at the table looks as though there is a mischievous light that plays across their face after this exchange. Those are the only other people in the restaurant. Local will head back to the table, making sure to keep an eye on both the waiter and the dove if he can, and uh, heads over to Cleo. Cleo, I believe something suspicious may have taken place. Ooh, wonder if it had to deal with the O-Stally locals. No, I believe it probably had to do with the shipment we are looking for. I also thought that. Maybe we can get that waiter back and ask a few questions. At this, Philly is going to extend one of their vines that are roughly connected at what would be their shoulder straight up towards the ceiling of the establishment to signal that they are wanting assistance. And at about this point, the human waiter comes back with the barley tea. I heard that y'all ordered a barley tea. Yes, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Are y'all ready to order, or...? Yes. I was wondering if um I could get that deep-fried buckwheat and barley mix from the Austerly local menu. The waiter has a smile creep across his face. I'm going to need you to make a normal streetwise check, but... One of them is going to be red, so it's a purple and a red. I have four successes and two threats, so... I would be more than happy to oblige. Give me a moment and I will be back with your order. How's about for the rest of the table? Are we all ordering off of the, um, Ostali barbecue menu, or...? I already have my order. And Philly looks at the tea before them. Anything for you, sir? I'm obligated by law to ask you this question. I understand. Thank you. And no. The waiter leans down onto the table, placing one hand as he leans in toward Cleo. His face is a little bit ruddy in the mixed light. Are you certain that that's what you intended to order? I think so. Inching is a wink. Then I'm going to need to ask that you relocate. You see, the Ostali barbecue menu requires select seating. Well, okay. In Cleo's mind, this is VIP seating. Philly thinks that they're about to be murdered. I'm kidding. I think Philly is too good-natured to think that they're going to be, like, murdered. <laughs> they don't I mean, know. Local always assumes he's going to be murdered. It's just part of the job. He's yeah. he's made out of precious metal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Philly doesn't go to restaurants enough to understand how this works. And <laughs> just much like Local. <laughs> I would posit that most restaurants probably serve things that M-Guy find... At least pleasurable. If nothing else, they are probably like serving bowls of various waters with nutrients in them that might provide a pleasant experience. Yeah, but my thing is Philly is poor because okay. like, <laughs> they, right. they only take what they need. But the waiter ushers you along and he rubs his name tag and as you stand up says, I suppose if we're moving 
for the Ostali Barbecue, I should introduce myself. My name is Nuliga, and I'm going to go ahead and usher you over to this table here. You will mind some of the clutter we're cleaning up after the last guest's visit. And he brings you over to the table with the solitary dov, motions you to a seat on the opposite side, and says, This is Chun. I hope you find their company amicable. I'll be back shortly with some drinks for the two of you to share. This here, um, Nuliga says to Chun, is a kind representative from Car Technologics, as I understand. And he turns and walks back. So only Cleo was taken to the table? Correct. She is the only person who ordered off of the special menu. Okay, hope I don't roll poorly. Yeah, us too. <laughs> Granted, there is actually nothing stopping you from Walking standing up and barging over to this table. I mean, at this point, Local hasn't sat down at a table at all. He's just sort of been wandering around the <laughs> restaurant. <laughs> Fair. Hi there, Chun. Nice to meet you. And Chun, to give a more vivid description, is solid in fur color. They have a mix of brown with some ruddy patches. So sort of reds intermixed with browns. They are, even for the relatively round dove, somewhat rotund. And there is something that seems to be the shadow of a smile constantly creeping around their lips. It's a pleasure to meet you. Car Technologics. They don't send their representatives around these parts much. Well, it seems as though y'all have had one of our, uh, one of our friends stop by. And, uh, we've been, we've been trying to look for him. And who might this friend of yours be? His name is Vedant. I've never once in my life met someone by the name of Vedant. So, I'm gonna go ahead and they are going to make a roll against you. So, deception is opposed by vigilance. Chanel, what is Cleo's vigilance? Well, because that is through willpower, that's gonna be two. They got three successes and a threat. Wow. Well, I, I'm threatening them. <laughs> Just kidding. That's I know. Quite... I know. So this is a convincing lie, and you will be able to use a read that you've gotten on their social skills to get yourself a blue die on your next check. So I don't know anything about this Vedant person, but I see a lot of people come through here every day. I don't have chances to ask all of their names. Though you are brought to me, sometimes I sidle up to other folks in here who seem lonely. This Thaydon also, well, he works for Carl Technology, too. And let me tell you something, he's responsible for a lot of missing stuff. And if they find out that he's been hanging around here and y'all are keeping that missing stuff, I don't think I would want to be here if I were you. Was that an attempt at coercion? Sure. Mm -hmm. And that one is opposed by cool, right? Go ahead and make a coercion roll. Difficulty is just going to be average, so two. I've got three failures and one advantage. So, Chun adjusts themselves in the booth. And your advantage here is actually that you can hear a metallic shifting and a tacking as they do this. They have a metal leg. Hmm. And with that, we are going to jump back to philly and local back at the table in philly's teacup there is a softball sized what kind of looks like a hedgehog if a hedgehog were purple and it is lapping up this tea and it is very cactus like in terms of the way that its quills are and this is thorn who's just lapping up the tea and philly is petting them with one of their vines and Looking at local, um, do y'all think we should go check on they all at the special local barbecue menu? I do not think you need to do the accent. But it seemed fun, y'all. Indeed. Perhaps Cleo could use... Some back up. So do you up and move over right now? Or Yeah, the local is going to still standing, just walk over to the table and 
stand directly behind Cleo, looking around. For where they're facing, the exit is behind us, or...? Yes, so the exit is behind you, with the way that things are facing. Okay. Shun is in the side of the booth that is facing the exit, and Cleo is facing the opposite direction. Okay. Local bends down slightly, and definitely loud enough for everyone at the table to hear, is the barbecue to your liking, or is something wrong? Perhaps it needs tenderizing. Oh, hey, Cal, why don't you go ahead and sit down with us? Uh, pleasure to have you here. This is my pal, Cal. He is also working with me, and we, you know, would really appreciate it if we could have a look around. I'm not stopping anyone from having a look around. I'm not even an employee here. Oh, but it seems that you uh, you definitely have some ties around the place. And she takes two, like, of her silverware and, like, clinks them together. Because, you know, they're made out of metal. You're continuing to try to intimidate me. That's fine. I'm Bring just... your friend. Oh. So, I've got metal legs. Mm. So do so many people in this town. But look at you. You don't know what it's like to give up a part of yourself, to sacrifice your living flesh, to have something else lifeless grafted on, to do what you have to do, then have that all thrown away. I think I've given up a lot that you don't know. Just because it's not a part of my limbs doesn't mean I haven't given up anything. I'd rather give up a limb than what I gave up. Every moment of my life is burning agony. I don't have the money to pay for my repairs. Maybe. So you come on down here from Car Technologics demanding things from me and you don't have the right. Oh, I'm not demanding anything. See, I think we're on two sides of the same script here. I want something and you want something. And if you help me out, we can work out something nice. You know, we can work out perhaps, you know, getting a little technology from car or something like that. Wouldn't that be nice? A little upgraded daddy? straight with me. What exactly do you want? Information. I'm just looking for this person, missing parts, and, you know, if you've seen someone like this around, maybe you haven't heard the name, but I've been told that they are quite the regular here. I don't want to go around wasting anybody's time, but let me tell you, it would be a, a much obliged. I think that that was an attempt at charm or negotiation. Well, I have charm, so it's go I'm going to charm. That is also opposed by cool, so your difficulty here is going to be two purples, and I'm going to give you a boost die for having local sort of backing this up. Okay. Making my way. One success. Okay, look. I pray to the Tide Song every night, and help me if I'm doing this, for it is a grave transgression to turn your back on those of your own, but I'm in too much pain. That Vedant guy came through earlier. A group of guys came with him, sat at the table here with me. They all left in the vehicle. Chances are, Vedant's still alive, but he's not happy. Took him down to a place in the crag, a warehouse. Are you happy? Did we end up saying how much was the percentage of money that they got from... So the amount that is the 8% that you received was 800 script. The question, in this world for parts, what would it take to do the bare minimum? Like, would 250 be enough? Yeah, probably not. It would be... Well, I'll just give it to him. Tens okay. of thousands of script, probably. Sure. To overhaul, you haven't actually taken a look uh -huh. at the situation. Right. That's but it's my, uh... a pretty rusty. Okay. Well, thank you for that information. I think that would be uh, everything I need. And to let you know, you're not turning your back, you know, on your own kind. He kind of brought this upon himself. If he had done what he was supposed to, I wouldn't be here at all. But let me tell you something. Because you did help, when we finish what we're supposed to do, I will give your name, you, Chun, to, you know, Car Technologics. And uh, my friend here, Philly, has a nice clinic that might help out with some of that pain. And I'm going to give you a tip just because you had been so nice. I appreciate it, but it's not Vedant that I'm turning my back on. Vedant was doing his job. We were doing ours. Just whatever you do, don't tell Fen and the others that I send you. 
You have my word, partner. And she um, takes out 250 and kind of slides it to him and escorts herself out of the booth. There is a tense quiet that fills the restaurant as the three of you walk out. The camera lingers for a moment on Chun's face as they consider the weight of what they've done. Lightning strikes in a flash as the door opens. Welcome to Talim's Buckwheat and Barley Bonanza! I would like to assume as Cleo leaves, she'll hand another five over to the waiter and uh, just picks up her food. Because she never actually got it, but she wants it. And because she ordered it. Cool. And Philly pays for Thorn's tea and then picks Thorn up and hides Thorn back in their hair mm-hmm. of sorts. We now cut to the crag. This is a place actually lower in the city. Generally speaking, the lower in the city you go, the deeper you go, the more wealthy the folk there are. The crag is something of an exception because it is close to areas like the headquarters of Ka Technologics and other places that the wealthy reside. The crag is essentially where there are large quantities of people who do base works with the metal hosting it, transporting it, dealing with raw goods. And many of those people recently, especially those who did base physical labor, things like construction work or like bulk transport, a lot of that stuff has recently been outmoded either by new advancements in technology, some of it being automation and some of it being recent refinements in media of technology such that metal limbs have given way to piercings, which have given way to elaborate jewelry and there are now a large group of people in the crag itself who live where they used to work turning this into a slum in a part of town that otherwise one would expect and that is surrounded by relatively well-to-do areas it is also known as the crag because of the nature of a lot of the work that was done here much of the surface of the rock face that the city is bored down into has not actually been treated down here in the way that it is in most other places of the city most of the other parts of the city are smoothed over or painted over here it is actually raw and craggy you find yourselves pulling into the warehouse that you were told about the rain still reaches even down here not as heavy but in different ways there are stray drops but there are also these larger rivulets that have gathered at higher levels and are now pouring down in small waterfalls the warehouse you arrive at looks abandoned and somewhat ramshackle it is made of worn cracked stone but there is parked out front a large truck the kind that would be used to transport goods and emblazoned on its side is the Ka Technologics logo. What do you do? Cleo is going to, I'm assuming she would have like a flashlight on her, what she would use in these situations, especially on missions. And she's going to go investigate the truck, take down license plate number, see if she can open it, see what's inside. Also check to see if there's anyone in the driver or passenger seat. Make sure it's vacant before she goes stupid. Yeah, so this is all essentially basic. There's no need for you to roll for this sort of procedure. You take down the plate number. You see that in the front, it is empty. You try to open the back. It is sealed. There are signs on the inside of there having been some form of disturbance. Like, objects inside are very clearly disturbed. But aside from that, that's sort of what you take. Yeah. Local, can't you do something about the door and... Billy's vines kind of wrap along the door of the truck. Possibly. Depends on the construction. But I can give it a try. I doubt anything is constructed better than you. Actually, there are many things better constructed than me. My model is not one of the more recent ones. If you would like to discuss models of local sentience, I would be happy to. Perhaps another time. I'll look forward to it. And local grabs any of the handholds on the actual back of the truck and begins to put all of his robotic strength into it. Alrighty, so that is going to be an athletics check. And I'm going to say that it is hard. And you will also have two black dice on this. One, because it is still relatively wet down here and so grip is difficult. And the second, because this is almost guaranteed to be very loud. I got one success and two advantages. Holy sweet God. Good job. 
you are able to get yourself positioned underneath the door of the truck. You're able to find a good point of leverage, and you were built for this. You press into it, and once you get the initial traction, once you get over the inertia of the door and the weight of it holding down, something moves surprisingly easily on the tracks, almost as though it glides upward in your push. There is no loud creaking. There is no slipping along the track from the wetness. And inside you see several slabs of raw metals laid along the back of the truck in high stacks. It mostly seems to be there, but if you reference the memo that you received describing the nature of the shipment this couldn't be all of it there's a lot of it most of it even but not everything is accounted for having opened it up and taking a look around he'll turn back towards everyone and say i believe that they have offloaded some of the merchandise somewhere perhaps in the warehouse well we definitely have to go check for it if we want to get paid so we need to deliver everything Should we contact them and tell them we found the truck or just do it all together? What do you guys think? I kind of feel that we should contact them that we found at least this much in case we go in and something happens to us and they're in the truck. Well, they can send someone to collect it. If we just leave the truck here, it may be driven off. Cleo, would you like to call Yomuo? Yes, I can do that. I think that would be beneficial if we just told her how much we found and that we're investigating the rest. Yeah. I agree. Boop, 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 boop. Welcome to Talims. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, The call goes through, and essentially, at the end of it, she says, thank you for the information. Get back in contact once you have it all. Okay. She's not going to send someone to come and pick up the truck? That's need to know. You don't need to know. You don't got to know. So... Also, it's kind of your damn job to pick up the truck. (laughs) Cleo is going to motion for them to go check out the warehouse. Um, Is it raining still? Yes. Okay, so no use in checking things out. Are there multiple doors to this warehouse, or is it like one way in, one way out, old school style? There are a couple of entrances. There is the large style, actual wooden door to this warehouse that would slide open and closed. But there are also a number of doors built into the wooden face of the warehouse on different sides, side entrances or service access, basically. So there's the big one in the front, and then you basically have a side entrance on either side. I'm going to suggest that we stick together and take one of the side ones. But Fred always said that we should split up. No, don't you watch movies? That's the worst thing to do. Only in horror movies. And most of them. Even action. Philly, what? when's the last movie that you saw? When was that made? I saw the movie that came out last week. You know, the one about not using herbicides. Didn't see that one, and I don't think that they had this predicament. I'm just going to say that we should not split up. Very well. I'll leave it to you. Cleo leads the way to the door and opens it. The inside of the warehouse is somewhat messy. There are crates and blankets strewn all about. There appears to be in one corner a workbench of sorts that has been set up, but the actual center of the warehouse floor is clear, and at the center of the warehouse floor there are four huddled figures looking down at a large slab of this metal. The missing pieces it would appear from the shipment, or part of it, And these figures have a small lamp that is set beside them, pouring bluish light into the area. The group is a human, an M-guy, one of the Dov, as well as a robot. The robot obviously is made entirely from metals, but each of the non-robots have significant portions of their body that have been replaced with cybernetics. The human has large metal plating running up her spine and connecting to her arms and shoulders. The Dov has had his fins replaced. The M-Guy, the tendrils that would form her legs, are a metallic mess of whip-like vines, and they are collectively beginning to fire up equipment to 
start carving apart this slab of metal. What do you do? Billy's going to shoot the lamp. It would be average difficulty for you to shoot it. Billy is going to whip out from the Akabia that make their hair a small, what looks kind of like the barrel of a gun in like a large cartoon where it would be expected to blow bubbles or something weird. And what happens is the vines of their left arm are going to braid around it and create basically the rest of the gun. This is going to trigger their metallic bracelets to light up along with the symbols of their arm. And they are going to shoot that lamp. I got... Yes! That is amazing for someone who is panicked. So my purple die were blank, and I have three successes and an advantage. So that light is out! Is there anything you had in mind for using that advantage for? They're surprised? I mean, yes. (laughs) Same. (laughs) You're surprised? I'm very surprised. (laughs) Um. Philly shoots the lamp which causes it to shatter Um, and so in addition to the room going dark there is a sharp sound of the shattering and just the pouring of the rain which will startle the people who are listening that is great the lamp shatters and because you did enter the situation with a bang the four people shout in surprise and clamber around dropping things in their shock and then they turn toward you and i'm going to need everyone to roll initiative you will be rolling i believe with vigilance whereas they will be rolling with cool because you surprised the the dump out of them my dump we're twinsies a success and an advantage Three. three advantages so Philly and Local both got one success and one advantage? Yes, yes. indeed. And then Cleo got three advantages? Yay, yay, Okay, so the way that that breaks down is the group of minions got one success and two advantages. Probably. Their leader got one success and just one success. So it is going to be an NPC slot, uh, two PC slots, an NPC slot, and then one final PC slot. As the group recovers from the shock... Everyone except the human immediately starts breaking toward you. The human is advancing more slowly, pulling a large knife from her side, whereas the rest of the group appears to be ready to take the pieces of equipment that they were using to handle the metal to assault you. And they start closing in, and they are going to attack. I'm assuming Cleo and Local actually walked in the door first. Yes. Yes. And Philly is actually sitting behind taking the shot. So they're going to attack Cleo, who is right there. Minions are brutal. So be aware of that. When they work together, in the words of Hamtaro, it's much better. They come at you with the heavy pieces of equipment, essentially crowbars and pipes. And though you are able to initially maneuver a little bit out of your way with your swords drawn, the robot slides in at the last second and strikes you in the shoulder what is your soak value four so you take three wounds so now there are two consecutive pc slots who wants to go first me who's that bitch i'm gonna get that um (laughs) who that bitch that bitch that robot behind me bitch robot and i'm going to attack with my swords perfect so that is going to be your melee and it's going to be a difficulty of two So two threats and three successes. So on the next attack, one of them takes, they will have a blue die. But what is your damage on your weapon? Six. Perfect. So plus three for the successes you got is nine. They have a soak value of four. That means you dealt five damage. Guess what? These minions, they don't have that much health. So... Describe how you take bitch robot out. Cool. <laughs> bitch bot goes down like a bitch. So I have my swords because there are two. One is kind of strapped to each thigh. As soon as she gets hit on the shoulder, almost in pain, she brings her two swords up and through her duster and just 
swing them, kind of flip in her hands and just stab them right down into their chest, trying to hit some main circuits of the bitch bot. You absolutely do that. And as you strike the metallic core, you can feel the robot shudder and fall back. And as it falls back, it actually tumbles into the Dov who is charging, who needs to roll out of the way as they take some incidental damage there. Who's going to go next? I'll go ahead and take out the other one who is charging at us, which I think leaves the M guy who is actually within like mm-hmm. melee range. Okay. And I'll say, because it's a minion squad, they're all there, but yeah. narratively, yeah, yeah, probably the M guy. So that is... Two successes and three advantages. What's the crit rating on your weapon? Crit rating is four. However, I do have disorient three on there. All right. What's your damage? Damage is also six. So that's eight. Mm-hmm. Minus four is four. So if you want to use your disorient, you can activate that. What's going to happen such that this disorientation happens is the M guy is rushing through, coming at you with a pipe raised. You drop in and slam your fist down, they immediately give under your weight, and part of their tenderless mass actually loosens up as you blast them back unconscious as they fall on top of the Dov, who is going to need to crawl out from underneath their ally, dazed by being hit both by the robot (laughs) and the M-Guy on their way to handle this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Because... That was enough to take out the M guy and do one more damage. Yeah, as uh, the M guy gets thrown onto the Dove, local will just stare at him and go, stay down. All right. It is the last person's turn. It is the human, and they are going to charge forward with their knife. They have been moving forward, and they have seen this really just immediately go the fuck sideways. She takes her large knife and says, You leave them alone. What are you doing here? She takes her mecha arms, pulls back, and tries to stab forward at Cleo because she is not going to try to move around local to get at Philly, who shot, because that's going to be a little too much awkwardness. And as she charges forward in the ambient light from outside, you can see particularly Cleo and local that the mechanisms on her arm are rusted so much that they are actively creaking as she is leaning forward and thrusting. They are covered in rust. All right, so she is going to roll two yellows in one green plus a blue. She rolled two successes. You said that your soak is four, right? Mm, So she has a very sharp knife, which has the pierce two quality. So she gets to cut your soak in half to two. Temporarily or permanently? Just for this attack. Oh, Jesus. She is just going to deal her base damage of five to you, so take five wounds as she takes advantage of the opening that has been left and slices into your arm. What are you doing? And it's the final PC slot, Philly. What are we doing? What are you doing? We're just trying to do our job. And Philly's going to gesture to the tablet in the dark over by the lantern that they shot out. So are we. Caught Technologics paid you to steal their tablet? You're supposed to shoot first, ask questions later. Not shoot first, ask questions mid-shooting. <laughs> if you want answers, you're going to have to pry them from my cold, dead hands. Well, given all that rust, it is going to be a lot of prying, but very well. And Philly is going to aim and shoot. So go ahead and roll your agility, plus your ranged, with a blue die for aiming. And it's a difficulty too. Oh, wait. I lied. (laughs) It's difficulty two, but she has the adversary one quality, so it's a purple and a red. Shut up, John. If you jinx me, I'm going to throw these dice at you. It's going to be so good. I got a triumph and a despair and a success and two advantages. All right. Would you like to use that triumph to trigger a critical hit? Sure. All right. Go ahead and roll your percentile dice for your crit. 
At 17, they are distracted and cannot make a maneuver on their next turn, which is great because that means they can't do something like aim to get a blue die on their check. Yay. (laughs) So you dealt, what's your base damage? Six. Six. So that's eight coming in. She has a soak of five, so she takes three wounds. And if you want to use those two advantages, I'd recommend giving someone a boost die. Is it two advantages per boost die? So it is, I think, one to give it to yourself. Oh. And two to give it to a buddy. Well, I'll give it to a buddy. And the despair. The truck starts. It's the end of the round. It is an NPC slot. It is going to be the leader going again. She can't take a maneuver. So the bullet that Philly shot actually grazed the side of her head. So it came in near her scalp, and it did not do a lot of damage, but it left a mark and was disorienting enough because it was so very close to actually blowing through her head that she is seriously off balance, and she is going to focus on bearing down on Cleo because she can't move to try to corner Philly, who she is beginning to see as a hell of a threat, Because they are a hell of a shot. That is one success and one advantage. Again, these rolls she's pumping out could be (laughs) so much much worse. worse. She shakes off some of her disorientation and lunges forward. You'll be taking four wounds. How many do you have left? One. Okay. She manages to actually strike your center mass this time as she pushes the blade in. And you can hear the creaking of the rusting metal in her arms. You're here for the metal. It's leaving. And she pulls it out, and it's a PC slot. Who's going next? Me. Cleo is going to run straight for the truck. What you can do is you can take your maneuver and your action to take two maneuvers, move twice, and that will put you out to the truck, which is just turning on its headlights. So you are well within range to, on your next turn, do something about that truck. There is certainly a person inside operating it that person does not match the description of vedat it is another pc slot local is going to in order to enable the the running to the truck of cleo will just shoulder slam into the woman with the knife and try to knock her to the ground in order to give cleo a clear path to get out go ahead and roll that okay that is four successes and two advantages Uh, Anything you'd like to use those advantages for? I will go ahead and give that blue die over to Philly. Cool, cool, cool. So Philly's getting a blue die. That was four successes and two advantages. So she is going to be taking four damage. She's got a soak of six? She's got a soak of five. So it'll be five. Four successes. Plus six damage. Plus six damage. Is ten. Minus five. ten. Minus five. five. Hey, that is correct. I math works. Uh. Fucked up math. (laughs) But she is bowled back into boxes and she spins to keep herself steady as the brave little Dov stands up, pulling themselves out from under their M-Guy friend, taking their weapon and screaming, "Ah! I will kill you! As they take their little robo fins and just swing as hard as they can, they are going for local who just trashed their boss so that is four (laughs) four threats and five successes their damage is five so you have 10 raw damage coming at you my soak is six hey you only take four wounds and let's be real here with the minions at least this has been a comedy of errors their leader is doing fine them not so much so some of the rain that has been trekked in by you the dove slides over And the reason they actually impact with so much force is that they lose control in their slide and ram themselves as well as the two weapons that they are holding into local. And I'm going to be frank here. It turns into a real million dollar baby situation (laughs) where the the Dov just the angle at which they are sliding and they slam into local's metallic carapace does frankly irreparable damage (laughs) as they roll over in the puddle silent it's philly's turn what are you gonna do 
Philly is going to turn on their vines, hurry out, see the driver raise their gun. Their arm will re-illuminate as they aim and then fire. Perfect. Are you spending your strain to take an aim maneuver or not? Yeah. Perfect. So that is going to be difficulty three because of the range. I got a failure and four advantages, so I do not shoot the driver. So what happens is, with these four advantages, you take your shot and you blow through the windshield. Glass starts raining down, and the person who is trying to back the car out covers their face, and as glass rains down on them, they're not going to be able to move the car next turn. And also, it becomes clear to Philly that they are wearing the Ka Technologics logo on their uniform. So is Ka Technologics stealing from itself or did Philly just attack their employee? Or is that, that is a question that needs answering. Or is that by the, the person that we contacted when we said, hey, come pick up your truck? This is what they call a mystery, kids. So it is the top of the round. The woman stands from the crates, wiping blood from her face. She begins to back up toward the slab of metal. She is holding her knife, and with one hand she points backwards. You can hear the creaking of rust in her limbs as she does so. I'm backing up. If you try to come at me, I'll I'll run back there and I'll kill him. How about, instead, you leave through that door and no one dies? Are you pointing to the door through which you came? No, the there are three doors in here, so the other side door. She looks at you and steals her gaze. You don't get it. There's no way out of this where no one dies. If you don't kill me, if I leave, the people who hired me aren't going to like loose ends. Car Technologics isn't going to like loose ends. People stealing their goods. That guy gets out. It's over for me. What do they even need this scrap for? I don't know. Do you know what I'm going to use it for? I'm going to fix myself. And I'm going to... She glances downward at the pile of bodies underneath local. I was going to fix them too. Local will take a step forward over the bodies and look down at the scrap and around at them. How much would you need? Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you'd like to get into contact with Quinn or have any questions about the show in general, feel free to email swallowsofthesouth at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Swallows of South, on Facebook at Swallows of the South, and on Tumblr at Swallows of the South. Our theme music for Icar and Breath is Vault by Jazar, and I'll see you next Tuesday. <laughs>